want to just review a little bit. Uh, the first thing is that it wasn't worship so good. You know, the, the, um, and we'll talk about that a little bit more at the end of the service, but the words were so rich. And I was thinking about all the people sometimes that come in that maybe are struggling, that God lets them know that he is on the throne, that his glory, uh, his renown goes beyond the earth. But in review, we've been uh, talking about one series, and Sunday before last, we introduced another series. That series is called, uh, well, I changed the name, actually. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, was, it, it was Being Smart Financially in the Kingdom of God, but I changed Being Smart to uh, really act wise in the kingdom of God because it's, it's, it goes along with the scripture that, that is the foundation of scripture that, that I'll be teaching on. Uh, so act wise financially in the kingdom of God. Now, we talked about it's not about finances because, if, because the foundation that I, I'm, I'm, I'm laying is really not about finances uh, even though it's about finances. The, what I'm going to be talking about is about any subject matter in that Bible. It really doesn't matter what subject matter we're talking about. It's the same principles that go. And we're going to try to give you some principles, some what we call kingdom uh, truths, and it's the kingdom laws. We're going to try to give you those, those nuggets as we go. So we t- started off last Monday, uh, week before last, we talked about gifts. We started off in Romans 12, went to 1 Corinthians 12, 1 Corinthians 13, 1 Corinthians 14, 1. We did that. And what we said that even though all those verses that we went over, they were about gifts, they really was not about gifts, if you understand what I'm saying. He was teaching on gifts, but when it ended up in 1 Corinthians 13, it doesn't matter what gift you have. You can have the, uh, a gift of faith that can remove mountains, but if you don't have love, what is it going to profit you? Nothing. So if we're talking about giving, and we can apply the same principle. We're really not talking about finances. We're talking about other kingdom principles. We're talking about being kingdom people that you can give all you have, all your possessions, 1 Corinthians 13 says, and have not love, it profits you nothing. So what's, what's, the, what's, what's the deal? Is it about gifts? Is it about giving? Is it about faith? Is it about, what is it about? So we said that one of the foundation things is about the love of God, loving God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. If you don't have love, you can hang it up as far as being a kingdom person. Because nothing operates in the kingdom without love. God is love. So that means that if anything that we try to operate in without love, we're trying to operate without God. Would you agree with me? Tone me down just a little bit, bro. Um, <clears throat> I like to teach, uh, but sometimes, you know, I get a little volume, so, <laughs> so I don't want to seem like I'm yelling. Uh, so do, do we understand where we're coming from, the foundation? It is about love. And God said, if you love me, keep my commandments, didn't he? So therefore, we got to keep his commandment. What is his commandment? We can boil them all down to one. Loving your neighbor as yourself. Or loving others as he has loved us. Is that correct? Or everything boils down to that. So I'm teaching foundations on this. And I asked Joy Bundahl, uh to uh, come and give a little synopsis of why she was going to dance today when she just danced five weeks ago. What has changed uh, in her life and why 
this particular song, which is called Hold On, um, and so I think it's Toby Mac that sings Hold On. And I said, well, why these lyrics? What is going on in your life? What is God doing in your relationship? Because we're talking about intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Is that correct? So why is that? Because why do you want to use your gift to do that? So uh, explain to us a little bit. Well, the, the song is called Hold On, and in the, the chorus part of the song, there's a part that talks about there's nothing that can stop this crazy love from breaking through. And I've been through some really deep downs. Um, we, my husband and I lost our 16-month-old daughter at the end of March. So that's been really, really hard for us to pull through. But all the while, I can just feel my whole family just holding on to Jesus and to the Lord and to each other. And um, over Mother's Day, my family and I, we went camping. And the funny thing happened Friday morning before we left that weekend for camping. Um, I, it would be, seem really funny. But I'll just tell you that I ended up taking a pregnancy test Friday morning. And it was positive. And I was like, oh, my but I also had already had this talk with my husband probably a couple months, maybe even as much as a year prior, just that um, he would like a little creativity in how I break these kind of news items to him. So <laughs> I took that into consideration, but I was packing up for a camping trip, and I'm gone on a camping trip. How can I like leave to go to the store and buy a card or sit down at a computer for a few minutes and make a card? He is going to pick up on that. So I decided to just go ahead and keep that secret to myself, and I went camping that whole weekend. We were gone Friday, Saturday. We came back Sunday, and I remember Sunday being Mother's Day and thinking, that's just crazy that I have this secret that nobody but me and the Lord know. And um, there's another part in the song where it talks about you wake up to the rising sun, you thank the Lord for the things he's done. Lift your eyes up to the hope that's ever true. And this is the part that got me. Want to see you smiling, girl. You're a light in this jaded world. Wipe away those tears. This one's for you. And I just felt like God was saying to me, Joy, this one's for you. Praise God. Okay, go for it. Baby, hold on, just another day or two. I can see the clouds are moving faster now. 
from the Lord. Could you check the thermostat? Make sure it's uh, like six to eight, something, something like that. Uh, I don't know about y'all, I'm kind of hot. And so, <laughs> and I, normally I don't get hot, you know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, praise God. Uh, the message title today is called Listening, Listening, Okay, I want you to remember this. So we're talking about listening for spiritual change. Listening, talking about listening now for spiritual change. At the end of the service, we'll give some practical things for us to do. Uh, but we want to drill it home. Listening, listening, listening for spiritual change. We're going to use the scriptures that we have uh, the source sows a seed. We're in Matthew, Mark, Luke. We're going to be going back and forth in those. So if you have your Bible, you can hold your place on either one of those. We're going to start in, in, in Mark chapter 4. So let's turn to Mark chapter 4. We'll start there. The, the parable is in all three of the Gospels that we'll be talking about today. And we'll use a little from each each of those. We're going to start at the end, verse 24 and 25 of that parable. We're going to start at the end, Matthew, Mark, Mark 4, 24-25. I want to start at the end in Mark, and then we'll go back to the beginning, then we'll come back to the end in Luke. That's how we're going to do it today. But I want to set the premise. Verse 24, and he was saying to them, Who's the them? That's the first thing you need to ask. Who's the them? Because who's, whoever the them is, it, it matters because it tells us by what he's saying. So if we go back to, uh, you don't have to turn to verse 1. I'm going to just read you. I don't want to, uh, just stay where you are. It's okay. Stay where you are. Uh, he began to teach again by the sea, and a, such a very large crowd gathered to him, so we're talking about a whole bunch of people. Then in verse, verse 10, it says, As soon as he was alone, his followers, along with the twelve, began asking him about the parable. And then it says, he said to them. In verse 11, 13, he said to them. So we're in verse 24, and he said to them. So those are the them he's talking about, his followers and uh, the twelve disciples. What did he say to them? Take care what you listen to. The title of the message again, Listening for Life Change. We want to change lives. If we are not changing lives, then we're just playing church. We're about changing our lives. That's what we're about. Being more like him. So it says, take care what you listen to. And that's where the what comes and why comes, the how comes, all that comes over in, in Luke. So what does he mean? Take care of what you listen to. Well, that's very important because what do you listen to? I can listen to my voice, the voice of my flesh, I can listen to that because your flesh has a voice. I can listen to the voice of the world because 
we're in the world. We're not of it, but we're in it. We used to be in it and of it. So we have accumulated a lot of information also that we can listen to that voice. We can also listen to demonic voices because we have unclean spirits. We have doctrines of demons. We have all that is in the scripture. We can be listening to a demonic voice. I don't want to listen to those voices. I want to listen to the voice of the spirit of Almighty God. That's what we want to listen to. And, but we have all these other voices also. So how do we distinguish between these voices? So it says, be careful what you listen to. Now, this is a law. Let's look, listen, listen to it and read it. By your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. But I'm not through yet. And more will be given you besides. That's the law. It's a kingdom law. That however you measure things out, whatever measure you measure things with, it's going to be measured to you in that same proportion, but you're going to get more. He said, whoa. That's the law? That's the law. It works positively. It works negatively, both ways. And you say, well, I know you're going to be talking about uh, prosperity teaching. No, I'm talking about the word of God. The word of God says, by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you, and more will be given you besides. So you can believe it or you not can believe it. It depends upon your listening That's what it depends upon. Who are you listening to? What are you listening to? Are you listening to the voice of the past will tell you, well, I know this one. I knew this person on TV. He was asking for money. I knew this right here. I knew this person right here. He's trying to, oh, I know he's just teaching, and I know know he, he thinks that I'm not doing this, so he's talking to me. I'm not talking to anybody. I'm talking to the Word of God. I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to everybody. That's what I'm talking to. Now, let's go a little further. Verse 25. For whoever has, to him more shall be given. And whoever does not have, even what he has, shall be taken away from him. You say, well, is it a law too? Yes. Yes. It's the word of God. And he says that, If you have, you're going to be given more. But if you don't have, then it's going to be taken away from you. But we'll cover that at the end. Now, just to go just a little place, I'm going to go over to, we're still there talking about the standard of measurement. Let's go over to Matthew chapter 7. Let's go there. And let's look at verse 1 and 2. You're holding our place in Mark now. Don't leave Mark if you've got your Bible. If you're looking at the, at the screen, you're okay. Um, Matthew chapter 7, verse 1 and 2. Do not judge so that you will not be judged. For in the way you judged, you will be judged. Does that sound familiar to you? By what standard you measure, it will be measured to you. But, more is going to be measured to you. So if I judge, that means that I'm going to be judged, but I'm going to be judged by the measure that I'm judging by, and I'm going to have more judgment on that issue. Do you hear me? Because it's a law. Because it says in the same verse, And by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. Do do you hear me now? Well, I'm trying trying to um, cultivate in us today hearing because um, as we go along, you'll see what I'm I'm talking about. 
this is so very important. Because sometimes when you're listening to the word, uh, some people are lost from the beginning, uh, when I say lost, in what's being said. And I don't want that to be. I really don't. Let's look over in Luke, chapter 6. Let's go there. I think I want 37 and 38. It says the same thing. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. And do not condemn, and as condemning, and you will not be condemned. Pardon, so that's the negative part. Pardon, and you will be pardoned. Give, and it will be given to you. They will pour into your lap a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, for by your standard of measure... It will be measured to you in return. So we've heard three different uh, voices here from Matthew, from Luke, from Mark, saying the same thing. God is saying the same thing through whoever he's speaking to. It's the same thing. He's saying to us that by the measure that you measure, it's going to be measured back to you. So now I need to be Watchful then how I'm measuring things. We need to be careful how we're judging, how we're condemning, how we're giving, how we're uh, speaking, what, what time we're spending here, what, uh, what our talents are, our gifts are, all those type of things. We have to be sure that we're measuring according to God's measurement pattern because it's going to be measured back to us. That's all the same. Now what I want to do now is go to Luke 8. Let's go to Luke 8, chapter 4. And we're going to camp out here till we get to verse 12. Probably maybe we'll uh, skip over a little bit when we get to verse 10. Now it says here, verse 4. Now we're starting at the beginning now. When a large crowd was coming together, and those from various cities were journeying with him, he spoke by way of a parable. The soul went out to sow his seed, and... As he, was, as he sowed, some fell by the road, and it was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air ate it up. Other seed fell on rocky soil, and as soon as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it out. Other seed fell on a good ground, good soil, and grew up and produced a crop a hundred times as great. As he said these things, he would call out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, that's interesting. We're talking about listening. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Everybody in here, everyone has ears. Is that true? You know, so we say, well, okay, hmm. If we all have ears, well, why is he saying if we have ears here? Everybody can hear. We might have a, need a help in hearing, what a hearing aid or whatever it may be. Or we might have lost hearing in one ear, whatever it may be, but we can hear. What is he talking about? Well, he can't be talking about the outer ears. It must be talking about our spiritual ears. So, what? how can you hear with spiritual ears? How can you cultivate that? His disciples, verse 9, began questioning him as to what this parable meant. And he said, to you it is granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they might not understand. Now, what he's talking about here is taken from Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah was a prophet in Judah, the southern kingdom, the northern 
kingdom going into uh, captivity by the Syrians. And he was trying to warn them of the Babylonian captivity. And, and, and so he was saying, look, uh, send me God. Because God said, who, who, who may I send? He said, send me God. And so he's going to send him to these people. And uh, it says, you will keep on hearing, in the case of the prophets it was being fulfilled, it said, you will keep on hearing, talking, to the, talking about Judah, but will not understand. You will keep on seeing, but will not perceive. For the heart of this people has become dull. With their ears they scarcely hear, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise they will see with their eyes, they will hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and return, and I will heal them. That's speaking from Isaiah. Why would he use this? In the parable of the sword. Why would he use this? Now what I was doing. To give you a backdrop. Of this particular message. On hearing. Because I, I know I'm going to teach. On finances. And I said God I don't want to teach. Uh, just teach. The word of God. And. It, it's not profitable. I don't want to do that. Help me to present the word in such a way it's going to change somebody's life and somebody's actions. I said, well, why do people, including myself, not hear on any subject matter, whether it be talking about using your gifts, whether it be talking about giving, whether it be talking about uh, whatever, so many things, the fruit of the Spirit, the result or effects of the Holy Spirit's control in our life, whatever we're talking about. Why do we stay the same in some areas? That's what I was asking. And... So I, I, normally I pray for about an hour uh, over messages in, 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 in the spirit and whatnot, and and then I'll start looking through my uh, materials and whatnot, and and trying to sense what the spirit is saying, and put a lot of things down there and start eliminating things. But this time I prayed and I still didn't get anything. I prayed again for another hour, then I prayed again for another. And that was the third time. God, I don't want to do this if it's not going to produce anything. Because I was just wasting our time. And so I was led to this teaching here. But it said it doesn't make sense to talk about seed and we're talking about giving. He said, no, we're not talking about giving. We're talking about seed. Because the seed is the word of God. Is it not? Right. And verse 11 says, now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. That's verse 11 of chapter 8 of, of Luke. So we know we're talking about the word of God. doesn't matter what word. doesn't matter what word in here. A seed being sown. So this parable comes into effect anytime. That's why sometimes we say, well, why do you say, well, if you don't understand this parable, how are you going to understand any parable? Well, if you don't understand this, 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 this spiritual teaching, how are you going to understand any spiritual teaching? Because it's the foundation for any spiritual teaching is what you're going to do with the Word of God. What are you going to do with it? You see? And uh, most theologians say, well, well, you know, we're talking about the soil that is in, and which is true, but I look at it a little bit different. I look at it as it's talking about what am I going to do with the Word of God that's spoken to me. Whether I hear it on a CD, whether I hear it on TV, whether I hear it, from my uh, brother and sister in the Lord, whether I hear it from my children, whether I hear it reading in the Bible, whether I hear it on a message on Sunday, wherever I hear it from, what am I going to do with it? That's the issue. That's the issue. So I said, okay. Now we're going somewhere. I said, but you're going to have to explain it to me now because uh, everybody that's been in, in Christianity in the length of time, they've heard these parables so many times, so they're going to go to sleep. So, 
Now, it says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. So now, I say that sometimes we are not cultivating listening. We're not cultivating listening. So we'll go over that at the end. So we'll, we'll talk about that more at the end. Let's go to verse 12. Those beside the road are those who have heard. When then the devil comes and takes away the word from their heart so that they will not believe and be saved or delivered or act on it. Hmm. Now, I like that. It, number one, it told us something. In Luke, it told us that the devil going to come and he's going to take the word away. If it's sown, if the word, if the word now is sown on, in, a, in, a, in a place where you do nothing with it, nothing with it, it's just idle words out there. How many of you heard idle words for? Most of the teenagers hear it all the time from your parents, don't you? Because you hear words that you don't even listen to. Don't you? Come on, teenagers. I mean, just go right over your head. Amen. And somebody else tell you something, and you go back and tell your parents, uh, such and such said this right here. And so I've been telling you that for 15 years. <laughs> see, but they didn't hear it. They didn't hear it. And that's what God is saying here, that, that see, we have, to be, we have to be watched for that because, see, the enemy, it, we can't have that. And so my job is to try to help you with that, and, you know, I, I can try to be creative, you know, I can, I can try to stand on my head and, and, and speak, I can try to, you know, do a lot of different things and speak to try to entertain you, uh, but it's not going to help because you're going to get used to anything, anything. To me, my, my computer is fast, but Brandon says it's slow. Really, because she has a faster one. And I can see her looking at things, and, uh, and I said, well, how are you going to read that? Is you just going up down? And she said, Dad, just cool it. You asked me to look for something, I'm looking at it. You know? See, I, see these young people, they are so used to things going fast at them that, you know, that things are slow after a while. Right? It'll slow out the while. But to, to, to us old times, it's still fast. Yeah? Still fast. So you can get used to anything, and you have to keep changing, keep changing, keep changing, try to get more and more and more to try to keep up with. And I, I say that the Word has to have a such, you have to honor the Word so high, God has to be so um uh, awesome to you that when he speaks, if the word is being spoken, I want to hear it. It's like E.F. Hudson speaks, you know, in uh, the commercial. You know, you, you, your ears perk up because it's the word of God. That's what you want. But see, the northern, the, the, the southern kingdom with Isaiah, they weren't planning on changing. They had made up their minds I don't care what's being said. This is the way we're going to do this thing. And so the word Isaiah spoke did not profit them because they had already made up their mind. If you come to listen to any word or to the Bible and you have made up your mind, that means you become what it says roadside. The word was sown on a roadside because you're not going to hear it and it's going to profit you none now let's go over to Matthew uh, 13 uh, let's go there uh, and see now let's go to Mark 4.15 let's go there Mark 4.15 uh, now the same, the same thing here it's the same scenario, but I'm, I'm going to give you another word. We know that the devil comes. We know that the devil comes. Now, when does he come? We know he's coming. 
When does he come when you're listening to the word or reading the word? When does he come? Well, verse 15 of Mark says, these are the ones who are talking about the source of the word, talking about the wayside, beside the road where the word is sown. And when they hear, when does Satan come? Immediately. And takes away the word which was sown in them. So the word was sown. And they say in, in, in Palestine, like then, they sowed, they sowed the seed with their hands, and then they plowed. Now, I don't know how true it is. This is just uh, when you look up biblical information and stuff like that. It gives you things, but I wasn't back there, but that's what it said. I would think they would plow things and get the ground ready, get all the rocks out, get all the, uh, the thorns and everything out, make that thing right, put some black dirt in there and everything, not that red dirt, Lynchburg, put that stuff in there. And then... <laughs> Then they would sow the seeds down and then they're covered over like that. But he said they, they, they just throw the seeds out there. And some not going to profit. You know, the seeds not going to profit. Uh, they know that. And then they're going to plow it up, plow it over, and then some going to grow. Well, that's what they said. But Satan going to come immediately. He's coming immediately. So we know he's coming immediately. We know he's coming. Now let's look at Matthew 13 and, and see another thing in verse 19. And see what happens there. In the same scenario, when somebody hears the word, we're talking about the wayside now. Talking about the wayside. We know it's the devil. We know he's called Satan. We know he's come immediately. What else can you give me that happens with this word when it's sown? It says, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes, that's the devil, that's Satan, and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the one on whom seed was sown beside the road. So the only way that the word of God going to become roadside to you, number one, if you don't understand it. If you don't understand it, it's going to immediately be taken away from you because it says so. Didn't it? When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes. When does he come? Immediately. Who's the evil one? The devil. Who's the devil? Satan. Okay? This is putting the three different gospels together and gleaning them from each one of those. So it's my job to try to give you understanding so that won't be a hindrance. But I can do all I can do, and you still not, cannot understand if you don't have hearing ears. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because, it, because he said, you said, well, we're not like Israel. We're not like Judah. See, because I was saying, I said, okay, God, back then, they didn't have the Holy Spirit inside of them. Jesus Christ had not come yet. We were born again, so we have hearing ears. Do you hear what I'm saying? We have ear, hearing ears if you're born again. Well, in Revelation, to the seven churches in chapter Two, Revelation chapter 2, we're not in turn to chapter 3, it gave the seven churches. Every last one of those churches, he said the same thing to them. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord said, the Spirit of God said, to the churches. They said to the church, whether it's Philadelphia, whether, you know, Ephesus, to the churches. So that means that, okay, even though I'm born again, have ears to hear, he says, who, he who has an ear, let him hear. So we have, so I can put it this way. He who has, anyone who has ears to hear, 
they need to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. So that means that I can, even though I have ears to hear, not hear. And I say, okay, okay, I'm, 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 I'm getting this now. But we have a lot of mature saints. God, I would call myself mature. And I said, how, how are we going to deal with that now? You know, because you would think that you're talking about, well, you're talking about the new Christian. You're talking about people who really they don't know anything, you know. But, I, you know, uh, we've been around years and years, you know. Uh, right? Been around years and years. We've been born again five years, six years, ten years, twenty years, thirty years, forty years. So we're, we're, we're seasoning this thing. Do you know that I have areas in my life that, I don't have an ear to hear. You said, preacher, what? Teacher, what? Come on. You're supposed to have everything together. Perfect, just like Jesus. (laughs) Ruth is shaking her head. Because she knows that it's nobody who has it all together. Nobody is just like Jesus. We're all in him, right? We're all uh, going from one degree of sanctification to another one. But I don't care how many years you've been in this thing. You have an area in your life that you don't have ears to hear. Because I have them in my life. And, and I can just know the subject matter. And my ear closed up. Come on. Now, all you women with your husband, I know you can say, Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Every time I say something about this dude, man, I can bring it up and he, his ears close up. I can, I, can see the, I can see the stoppers go in, you know. Now, that's true. That's true. I said, okay, God, this is, this is interesting here. This is interesting. Uh, do we have any examples of that? Yeah. I, I said, well, we're going to have a fasting and prayer meeting. Yeah. Well, we're going to just pray. I want you all to fast for 24 hours before you come. We're just going to spend the night praying. All night, we're going to pray. Your ears, when I said the P word, prayer, I mean, it's, your ears closed. You say, ah, no, me, ah. And if I put the F word in it, fasting, you know, then you don't put the cross on the <laughs> No way, no way, no way. Come on now, am, am, am I talking to foreigners here? Uh, am I talking to the church? You know, we have areas like that. We have areas like that. And I don't want to be that way. I really don't. I want God to help me to have hearing, a hearing ear for the things that I don't want to hear. And the only reason I don't want to hear it because I don't want to do it. Uh, come on. Right? Every teen can say amen to that because when your parents say something that you don't want to hear, your ears stop up and you act like you didn't hear it. You, you have to... Selected hearing, right? You just hear what you want to hear. Aren't we all like that? All like that. It's not a one of us. Not like that. So I said, okay, God, then that's telling me something. Do you realize that, let's go back to Mark, you know, we're still in Mark 4. Let's go back to verse 16 because we were there. We stopped off in 15 and we started going to the other thing. 16 says, in a similar way, these are the ones who the seed was sown on rocky places, and when they heard the word, immediately they received with joy, and they have no firm root in themselves, only temporary, uh, when affliction and persecution, or uh, we, can, we can just say, anything hard comes against that word, we, it fault the word gone. It's gone. It's gone. You know what I'm saying? It's gone. Come on now. It's gone. 
And I can, I can tell you for a fact, that's the way it is. Is that's the way it is in my life, your life. I've had, I have times that I know that I hear a good word, and I want, I say, oh man, this is good, this is good, this is good. You know, I really, I, I know that I'm supposed to be a, a man of prayer. Every head of every household, and if you're a single parent, a head of a household, every head of that household, you, you lady, you're supposed to be a person of prayer. Is that correct? You know that, is that right? You know that. And you come away from this um, women's conferences, men's conferences, whatever, you say, yes, 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 yes. But as soon as it gets to the shoe leather walking out, we somehow start falling away on on the thing. We just fall by the wayside because something's going to come against it. Because you're going to have to decide, when am I going to pray? I'm a man of prayer. When am I going to pray? I will pray in the morning. That's the best time to pray. Right? Give us this day our daily bread. No need to pray that at, at night. Right? <laughs> so I'll pray it in the morning. But I have this problem. I get up just in time to get dressed and go to where I'm going. Now we have a problem. So what happens to the word? I know what I'll switch it over to the night. I can do it at night. Well, only problem is you have certain tendencies you like to do at night. And so now, and don't let your wife say, hey, didn't you go to that conference? Didn't you say that you, you gained about prayer and we're going to pray together, husband and wife? Did, didn't, didn't they talk about that stuff? Yeah, hey, look. <laughs> His ears, boop, stopped up when <laughs> you did that. See? It stopped up. See, because you're putting pressure on him, and it's because now he has to get up from the TV, he has to stop playing his, his games or whatever he's doing. Uh, or he might just be, <laughs> come on, have you been there? You know, you cut the TV on and you don't see nothing, you don't hear nothing. It's just, you're out, you're gone. You know, sleep. I've been there. I've been there. And so I had a man of God tell me one time, hey, uh, the best time to pray in the morning. I said, okay, I'm going to do it. I couldn't pray in the morning. I couldn't pray at night. I said, I got to get this thing done. What am I going to do? My body doesn't want to do it. We don't want a car break. He said, stand on the edge of the bathtub and pray. I said, every time I pray in the morning, I fall asleep. Stand on the edge of the bathtub and pray. Now, anybody know that the edge of the bathtub is not wide? You stand up. You can stand on it. But you better be very careful and stay alert and awake. Because otherwise this body gonna be damaged. Right? Because <laughs> if you fall, it's gonna be hard knocks on that head. So we <laughs> we still I didn't have a problem going to sleep then. Only when I said, I need to be in a holy position, let me kneel. <laughs> I know you all haven't been there, but I, I'm telling you about early on when, when, I, when, when I heard a word about what I'm supposed to do and trying to do it. You, you got joy. In other words, you received the word with joy, but when something came against that word, it happens. It can be that way on giving, can't it? Right? Yeah, it can be that way on giving. And I, I remember, I remember so well Minerva encouraging me, we need to give more. Matter of fact, uh, uh, she said, well, you know, well, yeah, well, I won't go there. But anyway, <laughs> she said, you need to, you need to give more. And, and so I gave more. And then as soon as, come on now, you already know that, you already know it, what, what happened? I needed, I, I didn't have enough money at the end. What did I say? her. I'm so glad sweetheart that you had me give at the beginning. Well, what did I say? Yeah. It's your fault. See that? You see what happened? You see what happened when, you, when, when, when I follow you? Just like Adam? Just like Adam? You know? You know? <laughs> Come on, you throw the word of God at him. Come on now. Come on, you throw the word of God at him. You know? I know I shouldn't have listened to you, Eve. 
you know. <laughs> but see, let's go to the next one. Others are the ones whom the seed was sown among the thorns. These are the ones who have heard the word, but the words of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, the desires of other things, enter in and choke the word and becomes unfruitful. So it persevered against the enemy. I, I understood it. He didn't steal it immediately. Satan. It stood against uh, things came against us. I said, we're going to keep doing this thing. We're going to keep doing it. But now other things come up. The dentist. Ah, I got to go to the dentist. And I just went to the dentist. And the dentist tell me, oh, you know, you need to do this. I said, I don't have no thousand dollars. They said, well, your insurance take care of everything except 248. Where am I going to get a 248? Use your income tax return. Man, I already just had this thing set aside. Right? We always have it set aside. As soon as we find out what we're going to get back, we always set aside. Oh, this is vacation. This is this. This is this. I already have it set aside. So when things start coming up, you see, it start coming up with the word that was spoken, and it chokes it, and it can't be as fruitful as it should be. Then it says in verse 20, these are the ones whom the seed was sowed on good soil, and they hear the word and accept it, and bear fruit, some 30, some 60, some 104. Now let me ask you a question. Out of the three things that can happen in that word, one would be, if you don't understand it, what's going to happen? Immediately, Satan going to come and steal it. The second thing is, oh, you can receive with joy, but it doesn't have root in it, you know, so it doesn't have root in it because it was sown on the rocks. It didn't have root, which is an example of sowing. But, but see, soon something come against it, in other words, against that word, falls by the wayside. Doesn't even produce no fruit, nothing. Gone. We're gone. And the third one was, oh, the word stayed there, but it was growing up with the other stuff that is choking it up. It can't, it can't produce what it's supposed to produce because it's growing up with the other stuff, the weeds, the thorns, and all this stuff. And then the fourth one is, oh, man, it's lasted. You know, you receded with joy. You kept it. You persevered. You didn't let anything uh, get in its way. And it produced some six or some uh, third, some a hundredfold. Out of those four, which one are you and me when we hear any word? You're going to have to make the decision. Every time you hear the word of God, which one am I going to be? Because three-fourths is negative, isn't it? Three-fourths of them, so 75% of the word sown with the people didn't profit them like it should have. Surely that can't be for the church or the living God. We have to be people that we're not going to allow this word to be unproductive. We can't do it. Whatever it takes. I don't care if I don't like it, we're going to deal with it. Now, we said we're going to end in Luke, so we'll go to Luke chapter 8. I think um, um, the last verse, 18, Luke 8, 18. So we're in where we began. So take care of how you listen. For whoever has, to him more shall be given. Now the has is what? Whoever has, if you don't have this, it won't get to base one. First base, it won't even get there. If you don't have that. Remember how I said it? Understanding. Whoever has understanding, more be given. But, if, but listen now. And whoever does not have understanding, even what he thinks he has, will be taken away from him. Who takes it away? The enemy. How, when it takes away? Immediately. But you think you got the word. See, we can leave here and we think we had the word, but it was stolen a long time ago because you didn't even protect the word. You didn't understand. And, and so 
what I wanted to end with, I gave, everybody should have a, a bulletin right here. If you don't have a bulletin, you know, uh, Walter, you have any more of these things, anything like that? Uh, on this bulletin, on the inside, I put down practical ways to prepare for hearing God's word. Just practical ways for hearing God's word. That's all. And I put it on paper. If, if you don't have one, uh, raise your hand. Walter will give you one right here. Uh, the first thing you do is pray. It has it right here. You're going to pray. And you can be, I'm talking about listening to a CD. I'm talking about looking on TV. I'm talking about what it is. If you, if you know you're going to, if God's called you to listen to this thing right now, then what you want to do is start preparing yourself to hear God's word. And now, for Sunday morning, you want to prepare yourselves Saturday night to hear the word of God because we're talking about Sunday service. But it can be, listen to a CD, it can be whatever, okay? It can be reading the Bible, whatever. Pray and ask God. Uh, you need one more? Brother Sam? You, you can have this one if you need it. Okay. Okay. Um, Pray. Ask God. God, don't let me close my ears. Here, here you go, bro. Don't, 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 don't let me close my ears. Don't let me close my ears. I want my ears open, God. Open my ears up. Put ear salve on my ears, just like you put eye salve on your eyes so you can see. Put ear, ear salve. Purity. Saturday night, it'll be helpful if you don't look at uh, something wild and crazy on TV, and uh, get your mind all messed up. Because, see, you, you're getting ready to go before God for you to hear the word. So purity was number two. I'm, I'm just giving you just a few things. It could be many. I'm giving you ten. It could be many more. Uh, another one uh, would be meditate. Uh, you know, get in the bed a little early, meditate but on the word. And you can also, number four, be trust God and the word, the scripture that you already know. You might not be able to get in the word because you say, my wife's already in the bed or my husband's already in the bed. I don't want to cut the light on. Uh, just, just get in the bed and just meditate on what you already uh, know. For God so loved the world, he gave his only God son. You know, whatever it is, just concentrate on something. Try to get your mind cultivated for that. Number five, Get some sleep. Get some good sleep. Get good rest. Good rest. There's no need to stay up 3 o'clock in the morning and, and jump up and say, oh, man, that's why i got to be to church. If I don't be to church, you know. Oh, yeah, man. And so you come to church, and then you, you know, you, you're gone. And, and, and I'm the world's worst. I'm the world's worst. Because I stay up late, and I get up early. So I was up at 11.30. That's what time I went to bed. And then I was up at 5.30. So, and if I sat here and listened to you, I probably would not last. I mean, it would be good, what you're saying, it would be good. It's just that my eyes would not stay open for some reason, you know. Uh, so, uh, I felt so bad. Um, this last month, Chad was speaking, I was sitting right there. And I got home, my wife said, uh, he said this right here, you know. And that was good. I said, he said that? <laughs> I know Chad, when he saw, looked down, I know because sometimes he looked at me and, you know, I'm, I'm, I try to nod, give my approval all the time. And, and, but my, I was nodding this way. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, man, this is terrible. I can't keep my eyes open. But I got in the habit of going to bed late and getting up early. You can't do it. If you're going to get up early, go to bed like Ms. Dorsey. Ms. Dorsey, you go to bed what? 7.30 at night, 7.30 at night. I don't know how in the world she sleep, you know. 7.30, man. I'll be laying there at 11.30. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but, you know, you, you know, you got to cultivate that, you know, cultivate that. Um, another thing is be, be long-suffering in, on, on your thing is to forbear, forbear. So Forbear one another. If you have a family, you know as well as I know the enemy going to get in that thing if it's more than one person. And they say, hey, sweetheart, uh, come on, we got to get it. You don't say that. You shouldn't have said that. Boy, she jumped right on the other. 
Don't be rushing me. Every time I come in there, you rushing me. And there it goes. There it goes. The whole spiritual atmosphere. Gone. Forbear with one another. Forbear with one another. Uh, Don't say anything that could mess up the spiritual atmosphere. Hurry up out of the bathroom, baby. Don't say it. Don't say it. Right? I'm trying to help you now. I'm trying to help you. Okay? Trying to help you. Have the spiritual atmosphere. Seven, uh, when you come... Come with meekness, uh, spirit of meek, um, you know, teachability, in other words. I already know I, I, I want, I, God, I, teach me, teach me. I'm not so, I'm not like an old dog that you can't teach any new tricks to. God, I want to be like a little puppy all the time. Well, I'm, I'm out tails wagging, but I'm ready, just, I'm just ready for my master boy. And when you come to the house of the Lord, he's the master. You see, and you, you want the chief shepherd, you want him to speak. That's what you're supposed to be. I don't care how old you, how many sermons you hear. Okay? Quiet your spirit. Quiet your spirit. Because I was standing there listening to the music and it was good. And I, my mind want to float. Want to float, you know, to, to whatever. It can be, what, what you going to eat? Uh, um, I wonder, man, I wonder the switch is so and so here. I wonder where are they? Yeah. Uh, Oh man, you know, we got a lot of people out over over here, you know. You know, all this stuff that doesn't matter. Enter into praise and worship. It steals the enemy. You see? Enter in. Don't sit there and and think about all the negative things, all the all the stuff that could be happening. Is it possible? Just concentrate on the Lord. He's worth it. Now, once you're in the end of praise, then you want to also count um, and say, well, uh, now the message is giving me a start. He said, well, huh, God, I need understanding. I want to hear your word, Lord. Give me, I want ears to hear. I need some understanding in this thing, Lord. Give me some understanding today. So you want to do that too? So, so these are just a few, and I, I, I could have put a lot of them down there, and you can add to it, but all I'm giving you is just some things that we can do to cultivate listening so that we'll be more receptive because I want my life to change. Don't you? Okay, let's stand. there's anyone here today that you say, well, I want my life to change, but I haven't given it to Jesus Christ, and he's a changer, so I'm not even saved. I want to have hearing ears. If that's you today, just raise your hand and put it back down. I'd like to pray for you. Anybody here that you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ yet? Would the prayer team come up, please? Anybody here? You haven't given your life to Jesus Christ. But you say, I, w- I want to do that today. Just put it up and put it back down. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to um, tell you to come forward or anything like that. Anybody here like that? Because we want hearing ears. That's what we want. Hearing ears. We want listening skills. Anybody here? Is anybody here that you say today, uh, I want to renew my relationship with Jesus Christ because I haven't been following the Word of God. God knows I haven't been doing what I should do. But today... I've heard the word, and I'm, I'm, going, I'm determined that I'm going to change this day. If you will help me, Lord, I'm going to have some listening ears. I'm going to have some listening ears because I heard this message. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, I don't need to do that because I'm ashamed. I'm embarrassed. I'm not going, he's going to do this. He's going to do that. I'm not going to do anything but pray. That's all I'm going to do. So if that's you, you want to say, I want to, I want to give my... I want to return back to the Lord. I've, gave, I've given my life to the Lord a long time ago when I was little or whatever else, but I want to come back like the prodigal son. I want to start living the way I should if you would help me, Lord. Raise your hand. I'll see it. Anybody? Anybody? Okay, I'll see the hand. Anybody else? Anybody else? Okay. Let's uh, all pray for this person. The person who raised their hand, I want you to pray in your heart. Father, we thank you for your love. 
we thank you that you love me so much that you gave your life for me. And so therefore, Lord, I know that you said that if I confess my sins, you're faithful and just to forgive my sins and cleanse me of all, all unrighteousness. So I thank you for your forgiveness and I thank you for your cleansing. Father, I need you to help me to go on. I don't, I don't want to slide backwards. I want to go from here to more where you want me to be. I have hearing ears. I'm not going to start turning messages down. I'm going to be determined that I'm going to keep it. The enemy is not going to steal it. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Thank you again for listening to this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Our website is cornerstonelynchburg.com. You may call us at 434-847-4796. And our physical address is 525 Old Graves Mill Road in Lynchburg, Virginia.